to the Blind Luminations podcast, your source for information on being married to blindness. Now get ready for your extreme superhero team, the dynamic duo, Mark and Jan. Hey, Illuminati, welcome to the Blind Illuminations podcast. I am one half of your hosting team. At night, I roam the rooftops, scale down the fire escapes, and lurk in the alleys, taking down criminals wherever they may roam. They know me as a blind Avenger, but during the day, they just call me Mark. I'm sitting here alongside my very sighted wife. She uh, lurks the shadows along with me and illuminates them as the guiding goddess. During the day, though, we call her Jan. How you doing today, Jan? I'm doing awesome. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to complete that introduction. I was kind of... uh, doing it on uh, on the fly there and I didn't know how it was going to turn out. <laughs> I managed to keep it all together though, luckily. Uh, anyway, for those of you who are new to this podcast, thank you for listening, first of all, and be sure to subscribe for free on whatever service you're listening to this show on. Uh, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, uh, what, what other ones? Podcast Addict, um, a bunch of different ones. Anyway, so pretty much wherever great podcasts are found. So, uh, like I said, be sure to subscribe for free. Make sure you share the word with your friends and get them to subscribe as well, because every little bit helps and, uh, we want to get these messages out to as many people as possible. So, um, for those who don't know, We are a married couple. I am completely blind, and as I said, my wife is fully sighted, and this podcast basically revolves around our married life and uh, what we go through in terms of um, dealing with my disability on a day-to-day basis. So uh, this week we're going to... By the way, happy Labor Day, Jan. Happy Labor Day to you, too. Happy Labor Day to all of our listeners. Uh, we are a little bit late with this potisode because uh, sleep has been our enemy recently, and we've had a lot of different stuff going on. Uh, so we're coming to you. We're going to end the summer in style with this Labor Day potisode and uh, give you something to listen to as you enter into the first week of, well, I guess school in Canada. It's already started in the United States, but uh, just kind of sending you on your way, ending the summer in uh, in style. So uh, anyway, with that being said, happy Labor Day and sorry for being late. And uh, we just got a little bit more of a fun, uh, fun podcast today because we've been a little bit serious in the last couple of weeks. Uh, we just thought we'd go over what we've been up to recently and kind of some different stories from the past, from recreational um, endeavors. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about uh, smoking marijuana or anything. Just so That's people medicinal, know. all right. Well, you can use it recreationally as well. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I that was a joke. I get it now. Well, I was just pointing out that some sometimes oh. it's not recreational. If I don't have the marijuana, I will go blinder. It's a Simpsons joke. It's a reference. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that episode. No, I don't. Oh, you don't? Okay. Okay. Anyway. So, yeah. Uh, anyway. So, with that being said, uh, what have you been up to lately, Jan? What have I been up to lately? Um, let's see. I watched Netflix. That's nothing new. I've watched... 
I've actually been rewatching some things on Netflix, mm-hmm. which I don't usually do, but I just didn't find anything uh, that I could really sort of walk away from off of Netflix lately. Mm-hmm. And usually it takes me a couple tries to watch anything on okay, Netflix. Okay, right. So, uh, and I, I liked um, one horror movie that was going to be on there. I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, this looks interesting. And then I just watched like 20 minutes of it. I'm like, I just don't care for this at all. Oh, that <laughs> sucks. That's and the worst. Yeah. So right now I'm watching uh, Skyscraper. With The Rock. With The Rock. Well, COVID-19 uh, recovered Rock. Yep. Or at least he's on the other side of the worst of it anyway, yeah. him and his family. I enjoyed the joke you shared on Facebook about that. <laughs> how, Someone uh, on Twitter yeah. uh, had had made the comment that, uh, he, that they knew uh, there was something wrong because no one could smell what he was cooking. Exactly. His family knew that something was wrong mm-hmm. because none of them could smell what The Rock was cooking. It was mm-hmm. pretty good. I thought that was uh, pretty clever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, you've been lost in Netflix recently. Yeah. I've been more adventurous myself. Uh, I've gone out three mm-hmm. times in less than a week. It's uh, probably the most I've gone out since the pandemic began. I mean, like, socializing with friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I mean, the weekend before that, I think we went out too, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. We went to a friend's house. Yeah. And then, yeah, on Wednesday, I went out with the guys on uh on set on was it no wait <laughs> friday we went out for dinner with my family mm-hmm. and on saturday we had a um, bonfire with our friends so mm-hmm. uh, that was nice it was uh good to get back to normal it was a little bit weird um but i figured i knew i was going out for dinner on the friday yeah, it was all outside it was lucky yeah, yeah. nice mm-hmm. weather for all of yeah it. we have nice weather in this area right now so uh, it's not too hot it's not too cold so uh we've been dining out on the on patios and stuff like that and uh, i knew we'd be going out for dinner on the friday so i figured with uh going out on wednesday i had to force myself out there eventually so i might as well go and uh had a really good time so it's been good just to kind of uh, socialize with people again. I think you, it's easy to forget how much of a difference it makes mm-hmm. um, when you're in isolation and stuff and you don't get to connect with people like you normally would. Mm-hmm. It definitely affects how you look at things and it, it changes your mood, right? So I mm-hmm. think it was really good for a lot of us just to get out and kind of socialize with one another again. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the summer in large part has been kind of a waste like it's a it's a weird it's been a weird summer just because so many things have been canceled and our group of friends usually gets together a lot uh when the nice weather comes around and we really haven't been able to so it's been a little bit weird like summer's kind of come and gone and it feels like it just got here and it's already done and we're headed into the fall and in canada it kind of gets cooler a little bit um, more quickly than in other areas um, in the United States and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's not as bad as, say, Alberta or whatever or up north. I mean, we are technically, um, this area of Canada that we live in is technically south, or yeah, it's south of Detroit. So, um, we are a little bit more south than. Uh, the area in the United States directly located across the border from us, but it's still where we experience that cooler weather maybe more quickly than other areas. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it's just kind of weird that it's it's come and gone already, mm-hmm. and we're we're heading into the fall. So uh, mm-hmm. we thought today that we would relive some of our uh, summers past and kind of go over different things we've done during the summer because we have a few specific stories about how blindness makes things so much more fun (laughs) when we're going out in the summer. And hopefully Jan will be able to tell some of these stories without cracking up uncontrollably like she did at the end of our last podisode. Uh, if you listen to that one, she was mm. she was very amused by the recollection of me riding in um, Ferris wheel. Yeah. Do you want me to tell that story right now? Yeah, you can you can start okay. with that one, and okay. then we'll work our way through. Now, allow me to set the scene. Okay. Around here, we have something called Corn Fest, mm-hmm. and it's basically just a festival it's about corn. Cor- it's pretty corny, if you ask me. But one of the things is that it has, like, amusement park rides. And one of the things is a Ferris wheel. Now, going by so many romantic scenes from TV and movies, there's the Ferris wheel scene. The two people go up. It's very romantic at night. You get to see the sights. And well, you I do. Imagine, I don't. Okay, I'm setting the scene here. I'm just saying I'm me, setting me, my own scene because me, I don't see anything. I'm trying to explain okay, go what ahead. the go goal ahead. Go ahead. was. All right. Okay. I'm listening. I'm, I'll give you a full reign right now. I'll, this is how I was going into it, mm-hmm. not the reality of the situation. Okay? So, as I was saying, romantic. Nice starry night. Layout of the land. Just two people up in a basket in the sky. Romantic. That's how it is always depicted. These are great moments. Yeah, those sky baskets. I'm Wait. painting okay. a picture here. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, sky baskets. I, I just thought that was hashtag sky baskets. I think we should use that for Twitter for this uh, pot of zoot. What do you think? I think you're ruining the scene. Okay, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, okay. that's what's going to ruin the scene. Anyway, go ahead. So, again romantic okay there are so many different movies and tv shows where this is done and, and it's a wonderful date moment quiet and, you and don't tv never lies as we all know i am trying to paint a scene here okay sorry go ahead let me go paint ahead go ahead scene. sorry go ahead so romantic mm-hmm. right that was the idea. So we pay the money for the tickets, which are obviously going to be overpriced because that's what how it works. Mm-hmm. We sit in this thing, and it starts going up. Now, the way the Ferris wheel works is that it pulls you backwards to bring you up and around. Now, if you're sighted, this is not all that terrifying. Even if you're not one for heights, and I'm not big on heights in the sense that uh, if I feel like I can fall, I don't like it. Uh, I don't like elevators going up really high. I'm usually okay if I'm up in the CN Tower, but not before. Okay, it's that transition. So to be fair, up. riding up the elevator of the CN Tower is not fun. 
Because, like, your ears are popping and, like... My ears you, didn't pop. That was the weirdest oh, thing. Oh, that would not be fun either, though. No. Because you kind of want your ears to pop because that pressure is yeah. kind of building up, right? I mean, yeah. it's... The, ooh, the one time good. I went up there, they, they didn't pop. I kept trying to pop them while I was up there, and they would not pop. Oh, yeah, so, that's not good. So, anyway, you go up, and my idea was that when we go up, I'll describe the landscape for Mark. Again, romantic. No, and I like, you're building this up to be romantic, but yet you made sure to point out how we overpaid for the tickets to get on to (laughs) the Ferris wheel. That's part of the date experience. Yeah, but that that, that part's not so romantic. That's That's part of a date experience. You're paying for the romance. It's like when someone overpays for, like, the 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 a chance to try to win a stuffed fuzzy bear or something all i'm saying is that it's part of the the idea of it all i'm saying is that you emphasize that and really you shouldn't have to put a price on romance that's what i'm saying romance is priceless you shouldn't have to emphasize that right Mm mm-hmm anyway so that was my version of what was going to happen now, Mark, tell us what actually happened. We get on the Ferris wheel, and well, it's it's hard to describe. It like it was terrifying. I think that's the best way I can put it. For a blind person who cannot see what's going on, you're being pulled back by this Ferris wheel as it goes up, and then it it, it gets to the top, and then it's kind of calm, and then you're going down all of a sudden again. And then it's that motion continuing, that back and forth, you're being pulled and pushed. And and you can't see this lovely scenery that Jan was going to illustrate for me. And it, it was absolutely terrifying. And I just wanted to scream, as as I do in the image for our... Uh, for our podisode today, which you can see in the show notes, or if you visit our website, I will. The image will be up on there as well at uh, www.blindluminations.com/podcast. But I, I just wanted to yell "aye" as I'm writing this thing because it was terrifying. It was. I was clutching you tightly. I was afraid for my life. <laughs> it was horrifying. I thought, yeah, they, well, how can people enjoy this? Basically, we start going up, and the moment it started pulling him back, mm-hmm. Natty's like, ooh. I was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I miscalculated like, I just, this. Because when you're sighted, you can see when you're getting close to where it's going to pull you back. It's, mm-hmm. And I want to say, like, you prepare yourself for it, but, I, like, it's just you one of those things, like, you, you, don't, you don't realize you, you've braced yourself for it. You don't realize mm. that you can do that. Um, when, you're, when you're not sighted, obviously, it was much more terrifying because uh, you kept describing it as someone suddenly pulling you backwards. I should have made you close your eyes so you could feel what that was like. But I was too terrified, and I yeah. needed you to warn me when we were going to be pulled back, and and, and that made it better. Yeah, and then you, I still you didn't could enjoy only it very feel much. Feel the, the rock of the the skybox oh, yeah. instead of like you know feeling secure. It was 
you know, never being able to feel secure in that box. It's essentially imagine all of the sensations except for the most reassuring one. <laughs> yeah, basically, like, you knew you were sitting, but there was still that rocking yeah. going on when it stopped. Mm. And then, so I remember having to ask you, like, should I tell him, like, to stop this? Mm-hmm. Like, so we can get off. And then... You were trying to be more of a trooper, so you kept saying, like, no, no, you know, maybe, no, I, I think I'll be okay. And then we'd go around again, and you were like, mm. <laughs> Well, like, it's one oh, of those no. things. It's like, they're not going to stop it just so we can get off. Like, I, I, we were kind of committed, I felt, so. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't think they were going to be able to stop it just to let us off. Yeah, I thought for sure. Although, they, like, they were would, we like, the only ones on it at the no, time? No, no, there were others. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they wouldn't have stopped it just to yeah. let me off. They would have been like, suck it no, up, No, no, they, they would have stopped it to let you off. If you're not well, they're going to let you off. Well, okay. I wasn't going to, like, throw up, though. I was. Uh, at the time, you didn't sound like you were far from it. Oh, okay. Way. No, I wasn't that bad. Okay. I wasn't nauseous or anything. I just did not enjoy that sensation because <laughs> it was, I did not know what was going on at any given time. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's where the issue lied. I wasn't yeah. going to get sick or anything. I may have sounded like I was going to, but I really, from what I remember anyway, I don't think I was, I was near, uh, near illness, near, uh, losing my lunch mm-hmm. or dinner, I guess. Cause it was later at night by yeah. the time we went. It was at night. Yeah. Remember, romantic. <laughs> romantic, except for everything terrifying about it. And it was like, I remember like telling you like, no, no, I really want to go to this because like, I want to ride the Ferris wheel with you because in my head it was going to be romantic. And mm-hmm. as it started, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> oh no, they this was a bad idea. They never have this happen in movies where the one person is blind and it's like, no, this is not okay. This is not okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. So, <laughs> so this makes this makes your hysterical <laughs> laughter at the end of our last episode mm-hmm. seem very heartless. I just want to point out because now that we've explained the story, the fact that you laugh so hysterically at what I went through, the trauma. I laugh at it now, but when we got off there, I was checking on you a lot. Like, I made sure we sat right down. I was See, I don't sure know. I've, I've I repressed just, that I'm, entire situation. You repressed so. my caring about you. No, but. I repressed that, like, most of that mm. night because of the traumatic situation I endured mm-hmm. in, that, uh, in that Ferris wheel box. Well, you know, everyone deals with traumatic events. Like, sometimes somebody, you know is like a ninja or something and walks right into you and steps on your foot. Okay, if we're going to talk about ninja, first of all, <laughs> you are the most quiet person that ever existed. Okay, maybe not ever existed. I, that might have been an exaggeration. But my point is, like, you walk around the room and I'll think you were still in the kitchen and all of a sudden you're, like, in bed with me. And I have no idea that you were there and it scares the living crap out of me. So I want to put that out there up front. Like, you're not totally innocent when it comes to this stuff. With that being said, however, there was one time, well, just last, was it just last week or the week yeah, before? Okay. just last week. Yes. What I do, since I can't go, like, I don't really go outside on my own. So uh, what I do for exercise, I will walk around our apartment because 
essentially I can walk back and forth between the washroom, go down the long hallway, turn left into the kitchen, and walk all the way to the dining room and walk back. So I will do this for however many minutes. I've I've gotten it down to enough of a science that I know um, counting however many steps will lead to however many minutes of exercise. Uh, so, like, I have a pretty good idea of how much exercise I'm doing. So I will do that to get some steps in at home and not be sitting around the entire day. It really helps my blood sugar and stuff like that. So, uh, essentially, the other day I went to do it, and I thought you were still in the bedroom, I believe, is what happened. And I went to walk... And as I was coming to the kitchen, by the time I realized you were there, I ran into you. I got your ribs, and I stepped on your foot, which is extremely sensitive. Mm, the top, the tops yeah. of my feet are far more sensitive than the bottoms of my feet. I wonder why the top of your feet are so sensitive. Like you will, like if I step on your foot by accident, you will like practically collapse to the ground. Yeah, it is, it is insanely sensitive. That mm-hmm. skin. Mm-hmm. So I have a bruise from that. Yes, I gave you a bruise. Um, not intentional, obviously. It's weird because I remember I've gone for a physical and they do a test where they they have this metal device and it's like a tuning fork. Right on your and, feet. And on one part, it has like a, a little spike. Uh-huh. And they would do the tuning fork and mm-hmm. my feet cannot sense when they're doing that. Really? Nope. Wow. Because you can't see, like, you're laying down. Yeah, no, so you can't uh, yeah. see. And he was like, and my doctor would be like, well, let me know when you feel that. And I was like, I, I feel nothing. So you don't I have good feel- circulation into your feet then, obviously. So, but I could feel the spike. It was a vibration I couldn't feel. Really? Wow. Because so I've had that sense. test done before, too. Especially when yeah. I was... Um, when I lost my eyesight and I was getting sick and stuff because I wanted to test out, like, the nerves and stuff and, like, different things like that because it was my optic nerve that was damaged when I went blind. So uh, they did that on my feet a lot and my hands uh, yeah. to make sure the yeah. different, like, you know, I could still feel things. I could feel him hit it off the table. <laughs> I just have this picture in my head of a doctor, like, ramming your foot off the table. <laughs> no, no, the, the instrument. Yeah, okay. And then I could never, he'd be like, let me know when you feel it. And I would just be laying there and he's like, do you feel anything? <laughs> and I'd be like, nope. I think we I couldn't feel it at all. I think we've learned that you don't feel anything because you were laughing hysterically <laughs> at my Ferris wheel incident. You have no heart, no, no. essentially. But the top of my foot does. <laughs> yes. The top of my foot, I when it happens to tell. you, then yes, you feel it quite well. But uh, when it when it's happening to me and it's a traumatic experience, you mm. just laugh hysterically. But yeah. No, I, I I tried to stop, too. That was, like, the worst thing, because I realized at the last second. And I just, I ran into you. Because <laughs> you were cutting something up, I think, too, right? I was cutting up watermelon, I think it was. Yeah. So, it's a good thing you didn't drop the knife or something. I know. I could have ended a lot worse. It really would have. <laughs> well, yeah. Stabbing something. Well, you gotta let me. <laughs> and then I joked afterwards that I'm gonna have to start wearing a cowbell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then you misunderstood what I said and thought I was saying that you need to wear a cowbell. And, and you got pretty angry. Soon. And you're like, I think it's a little too soon for that joke, Mark. 
And I'm like, what? I said I, I would wear a cowbell. Like, why are you getting offended? And then you realize I was being self-deprecating at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. It is. It's very yeah, true. Yeah, we've had a lot of... So, like, you know, the, the whole point is that sometimes there's going to be mishaps. The whole but, point but is to give people warning. Later. you got to give people warning where you're at if you're around and, a blind person. And just as he imagined it would be this healthy, wonderful thing to go walking, and I imagine it would be this wonderful, romantic thing of taking a Ferris wheel, sometimes reality just doesn't work out that way. No. No, it doesn't. Sometimes reality <laughs> steps in, and I step mm, on your foot. That's true. It's Ferris wheels and foot stomps. Mm-hmm. They're both dangerous. And <laughs> another thing mm-hmm. that people might not think about, mm-hmm. air hockey. I know, that's not... That is that's not, not dangerous, though. I think not, we just activated Alexa. That's so fine. Just don't talk to her. The the whole thing for air hockey that uh-huh. we were thinking about is the fact that you beat me. So the fact that I'm awesome. So well at air hockey. That's and why I this suck. is the last thing that you want to yes. bring up because it shows my superiority. Because it's this not it's avenue. not physical pain. It's just like emotional and ego. <laughs> I don't know. You might have physically felt pain at losing air hockey to a blind man. No, it was just ego. Mm. Because it's not even like the score is close. I apparently really, really suck at it. So, so I think the thing we've we've deduced here is that when it comes to like with the Ferris wheel, you didn't bruise anything. But with me, when I do something to you, like it's it's all bruising. Like I bruised your <laughs> foot and I bruised your ego. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's what happened there. Hey, I'm pretty good at air hockey. What can I say? I just mm-hmm. flail the paddle back and forth as much as I can and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. And that can be dangerous, though, too. Because sometimes when, like, the puck flies up or something or, if, like, it hits your hand or whatever, like, if you don't have your hand position properly. Mm-hmm. So I'm really taking my life into my own hands by playing air hockey. That is true. It, it could end badly, to be fair. Because I've been injured in air hockey before. Well, not injured, but I've hurt myself playing air hockey before. And that was when I could see. So, I mean, it's... you got to be careful. It's like uh, it should have one of those uh, labels. Don't try this at home. Mm -hmm. Don't try playing air hockey blind at home. Very true. Except nobody would be able to read it (laughs) because they're blind. Uh, That's probably offensive. I still like, I think I've told the story before, but I still like the story of um, these people were doing a big poster for, um, it was going to be targeting for people who are uh, impaired, uh, visually impaired. And it was in the UK, I believe it was, and it was going to be in their, their subways. And so they decided it would be great and they were going to make it in Braille because... That would be perfect, you know, you could read the Braille. And then they realized after they'd printed them out and put them up that because they went into the the stations, the stations put all their posters behind glass Mm -hmm. because of vandalism and everything. Whoopsie. 
So they said they ended up with posters that no one could read because Mm -hmm. no one could feel the Braille because it was behind glass. Mm -hmm. And anyone sighted couldn't read the Braille because it was Braille. Mm -hmm. So they said they ended up with, you know, these posters that were supposed to be really, really cool. And it was a great idea. And they forgot where it was going to go and that no one would be able to read these signs. The only people who could read them would probably be like people who work for... uh like a federation for the blind or something. Yeah, and could I mean, know they by could, sight yeah, what exactly. The like is. they're they're sighted, but they know how to read and write braille, so they can mm-hmm. they, they can at least see what it's supposed to be. Yeah, there was someone just on Reddit that said they their uh, braille typos were more uh, were just better because I think she was putting the, oh, yeah. the M and F are close. Yes, so I she saw almost put about like yeah. instead of male, it was going to be fail. Yeah. It was funny. I laughed when I saw it. I it would be much better if I could remember it now, but be bad if you uh yeah. you were using the term muck about. Yes. That could be <laughs> that could be very bad. Very funny, but Do very you know bad. There, there's a term mucker too. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You mucker. It's supposed to be cause okay. I was a weird kid, so sometimes I would just look in the dictionary for fun words mm-hmm. and mucker was one of them. And it was, uh, it could be used as sort of a, a Canadian hockey player that was, you know, not very good kind of thing. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, I've never Or heard. as yeah. someone who was just sort of goofing around. It wasn't very serious. Mm. But obviously you wouldn't, nowadays you probably would not use it because people would think that you were just probably saying the F word instead of <laughs> you're a mucker. But uh-huh. that was, that was the old term. Mm, I gotcha. I'm trying to yeah. think of like other words that like you could replace with the F, like where you'd replace the M with the F and have it be something like really inappropriate. Not necessarily yeah. inappropriate, but something like that wouldn't be good. Yeah, just a little off. Just enough. Yeah, exactly. Like a mall would be a fall. You know what I was thinking of today? What? Because I was what driving were you thinking and- of today? I was like, oh, like, if I didn't want to call you, I have to do a text. And, like, our car isn't fancy enough where I can just, like, say texts to someone and they, they do the dictation. But I was thinking of, like, how the ideal is that if you were going to get a text, it would read it to you and make sense. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of people that don't spell well. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've seen different comments, whether on Twitter, from texts from friends, on Reddit, anything like that. There are times when you look at it and I don't know what they meant to write. Yeah. And I was just thinking, like, with these moments that as much as the ideal is, like, oh, like, it's going to read this text to someone, we still have to overcome that. Well, that's like a friend she used to, um, we had like a friend who used to spell the word giant, like G-E-A-N-T, and it would, on my narration, it would spell it giant, or giant, Mm -hmm. giant, that's what it was, giant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, ideally, you know, text-to-speech and stuff like that would be perfect, but I'm sure there's a lot of times there's someone listening to it and it's like, I... I don't even know what they meant. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know how to respond. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because there have been times like I've read the sentence over a few times and just responded with like a question mark. 
because <laughs> I could not figure yeah, out like, what they what? were meaning to say. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like, okay, we've missed, we've clearly missed words and letters. Mm. It happens. Yeah. So, I mean, that's probably a problem people don't often think about. Mm. But that's why spelling is important. <laughs> exactly. Grammar, spelling. Yeah. It's, you got to remember it, kids. You got to learn it and you got to employ it. Deploy it. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Whatever word is correct. In but that. that's, that's some of the fun, I suppose, that you yes. have to laugh at. Uh, any other stories you want to add today? Um, so mall would be fall. Uh, I was, I'll be honest, I was listening to you, but I was still that entire time as, trying to think of different words. As soon as you said that, I'm like, oh, I know exactly how he spent his time over there. Yeah, I, I was listening, but at the same time thinking like, what could be like another word? Um, what other ones would there be? No, you can have like moil being foil. That wouldn't make sense. There's no word named moil. Um, uh, mart would be fart. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah, if you were going to go to the fart instead of the mart. Yes, the mini fart. I, I have to go pick up a carton of milk at the mini fart. That would be entertaining. <laughs> or, what other, what I, I wonder what other uh, typos are close. Because you know what was interesting, too? When I was watching Skyscraper... Mm-hmm. They were showing like the the keyboard that one of the mm-hmm. people were using, and it hit me because you know obviously sometimes you're just ignorant of these things you just don't think of them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, like they would have a different keyboard mm-hmm. like to type things in compared to like ours with uh, was it called uh, QWERTY? Yes, Q W QWERTY. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, like that would be interesting because that's something that I don't think is usually brought up in other Mm -hmm. movies and that and it's like yeah like that would be one of those things like you have this expert that goes to do it and they go to type and you just have this one scene where like ooh, Mm -hmm. what is it well this isn't this this isn't english one this this keyboard it's not um okay hold on now (laughs) what do you think that is like mandarin how do you think what what language do you think i'm converting this into like Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, and I think that's the same idea with, like, Braille, that essentially you're switching it into another language, like another translation or dialect or however you want to word mm. it, you know. I gotcha. That's true, up because I think down. for the um, sign language in that, there's different terms that we would think to use, and they're like, no, it's like this, because I know for Tim Hortons... It mm-hmm. used to have something because they used to have a mascot of Timbits that had really mm. big eyes. So mm. one of the signs for it was actually based on that. But since they don't use the mascot anymore, they don't really use that sign anymore. Right. So if you have someone who knows sign language that's older and can remember mm. Tim Hortons with this little mascot, mm-hmm. they might still be using that, but they have different signs in that. So, I mean... It's always interesting, different languages and, and everything else. I think it's interesting, the regional um, sign for the CN Tower in Toronto. It's just yeah. the middle finger. Yeah. Somebody didn't know that. That that could be awkward. Yeah. I thought it's by, not meant by the way, something bad. By the way, 
I thought of another word, but it's very inappropriate. That I'll have to tell you once we're done recording this. Just remind me. Oh, my god. That's a good one. That's a good one. It's a good one. Okay. But anyway, I think that's all uh, we have to talk about this this week. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, yep. I thought I was going to bring something else up, and now I can't remember it. I've lost my train of thought entirely. So, yeah. Sorry about that. Anyway. Do you have anything else you'd like to say? Nope. Okay, so with that being said, I guess, um, if you want to find us on social media, you can do so uh, on Facebook. We are. Uh, you can visit facebook.blindilluminations.com. On Twitter, you can find us at twitter.blindilluminations.com. Or for Instagram, you can use instagram.blindilluminations.com. You can also, if you would like to uh, send us something, you can email us at feedback at blindilluminations.com. You can also visit our website, www.blindilluminations.com, and go to the contact us yeah, section. Sorry about that. And uh, you can email us there. Uh, we have a, an email form set up. And it's essentially the same as using feedback at blindluminations.com, but uh, you can just do that on our website too. Makes it a little bit easier, I guess. So uh, yeah, those are all the ways you can get in touch with us and see what we are up to on social media because every once in a while we will post a link or two and uh, share some different things with people and and that's how we do it. So mm-hmm. um, I'm sure we will be working on some blog posts moving forward. We are still working on the ODSP Chronicle stuff. Um, it's just been slow going recently because I've had more freelance work to get done. And as I mentioned, we've kind of been doing different things, having sleep issues, which I'm hoping will not be so much of a deterrent in the near future. Um, you will not be working midnight anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, so hopefully that will help our schedules and help us get these podcasts out sooner and um, really facilitate us moving forward with the ODSP Chronicle stuff because we are still working on it. It's just been a little bit slow going, so we have not forgotten about it. We do plan on getting it all done still. Uh, we just got a lot of work to do and not a lot of time to do it. So, uh, yeah. So that's pretty much all that's going on with that. So uh, unless you have anything else you would like to add, Jan? Mm-hmm. Do you? Nope. We're okay. good. Okay. So, yeah. Um, that. That does it for this week. So thanks for listening. Sorry again for being late. Uh, be sure to come back in a couple of weeks when we will, well, less than a couple of weeks, hopefully. And uh, mm-hmm. we will, I don't know what we're going to tackle next time, but uh, I'm sure we'll find something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thanks for listening. And as always, don't be a dingleberry. Keep your ear holes happy. Subscribe for free. And make sure you tune in once again next time on Blind Illumination. Talk to you later. Bye. Blind Luminations was created by Mark and Jeanette Rushley. Past episodes and even more content can be found at www.blindluminations.com or by subscribing via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever great podcasts are found. Theme music was provided by Bill Nouveau at www.nouveauentertainment.com. This podcast has been a Fire Teddy production. Fire Teddy Productions.